Once there was a royal kingdom, far away in a land with no rush hour traffic, infomercials, or email. The kingdom was ruled by a king and queen who enjoyed their work, but felt overwhelmed by the demands of ruling such a sizable kingdom. They consulted with a travel agent who got them a great deal on a two-week all-inclusive vacation to Dragonland. The king and queen packed their bags and called their subjects for a royal proclamation. Hear ye, hear ye. The queen and I are going on vacation to frolic and make merry. While we are away, our nephew, the Grand Duke Duane, will rule the kingdom. We'll try to send a postcard. See you in two weeks. With that, the king and queen climbed into their coach and pulled away. Immediately, the Grand Duke Duane strode out onto the castle balcony. Hear ye, hear ye. Forgive me, Duke. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to make sure that everyone here feels welcome. Would you mind holding off on your proclamation for a moment while our worship leader does her thing? Uh, Thanks for waiting, Grand Duke Duane. Good morning. Welcome to People's Church. I'm Beth Bulmer, the Sunday Services Committee. As you can see, our worship service this morning is a bit different. Our children will remain present for the entire service, though the nursery and preschool classes are open. And our service today is woven around a story called Outlawing Jelly Beans and Other Injustices. You've already met the king and queen of the kingdom and their colorful nephew, Grand Duke Duane. Nate and Manny will serve as your storytellers, and I invite all of you to stay after the service for coffee and tea. And, and now, if you would uh, be willing to stand in body or spirit and join in our singing of our hymn, Enter, Rejoice, and Come In. Uh, Greta and Ingrid Gardner will be helping lead the choir this morning. We're very happy to have them. Enter, rejoice, and come in. Enter, rejoice, and come in. Today will be And I invite Rosie Hill and Lillian Gates to come light our chalice this morning. I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. 
And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. Grand Duke, thank you for holding off on your proclamation. We're interested to hear what you're going to say. So, back to the storytellers. As the Grand Duke Duane stood on the castle balcony, from which his uncle, the king, had so recently bid farewell to his royal subjects, the duke took a deep breath and trumpeted arrogantly... Hear ye, hear ye. I have a decree to make. Uh, uh, Give him a second. He's a slow thinker. Um, <clears throat> my first decree <clears throat> is that uh, all of you will come back tomorrow, or next week, next week, to hear my next decree. Yeah. That's Beatrice, a girl who lives in the kingdom. Be easy on the Duke. He's new at this. He probably just couldn't think of what to say. That's Emmylou, Beatrice's mom. Why doesn't he decree something useful, like banning cell phones from ringing during church services? <laughs> you know, some people do the strangest things to make themselves feel important. Maybe the Duke will relax into things soon. And the king and queen will be home from Dragonland before we know it. How much trouble can the duke possibly stir up before, between now and then? That's Sally, Beatrice's mom. Well, I can't wait to see what the duke's decree will be tomorrow. The entire realm was curious as Beatrice about the grand duke's decree. Next week, everyone in the royal kingdom returned to the royal balcony as decreed. Some of them gathered out of obedience. Some gathered out of curiosity about what the Grand Duke Duane would decree. And the rest, well, they gathered because they'd heard a rumor that the castle would be giving away free coffee. That last group was disappointed. Alas, there was no free coffee. Well, well maybe they accidentally heard me when I invited everyone to stay after for coffee. Right, right, right. That's probably where the miscommunication happened. Anyway, all of the people listened expectantly as Grand Duke Duane strutted out onto the balcony and puffed up his chest. Hear ye, hear ye. I proclaim that too many jelly beans are being eaten. We have a jelly bean shortage if we're not careful. Henceforth, I hereby decree that no one shall eat jelly beans without royal permission. Now, do not ask for royal permission, for you will not be getting it. Everyone looked at each other, bewildered. The king and queen, who were currently happily frolicking at Dragonland, never made such silly proclamations. Could the duke possibly be serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, duke. We know you're just kidding. <laughs> Silence. Silence. Anyone found eating jelly beans shall be beheaded. No one chuckled now. Everyone returned silently to their homes. Many shook their heads in dismay, but no one ate a single jelly bean. As some of you have probably noticed, there are a bunch of jelly beans scattered throughout our commons today. And I'm hoping that some of you can come bring them up in this basket because we do not want jelly beans because they are illegal to eat. And it's just too much temptation to have them on the floor. So can some of you help and bring the jelly beans up here? Thank you. I'm doing this on the first time. I have two 
Rachel. Thank you. Oh, thank you for finding all of these. Thank you, everyone. I will keep these safe for us. Good morning, I'm Mark Gernsback from the Board of Trustees. There are two announcements this morning. The first one, the Money, Life, and Spirit class originally scheduled for this afternoon has been postponed to next Sunday afternoon. The next one is the Christmas caroling announcement. You will meet at church Wednesday, December 21st at 6 p.m. It will be done with Rick Johnson and David Greenquist. If either of them are here, why don't you stand up so people can see you? Okay, good. You will also have cookies and hot chocolate at church following the singing. lovely reply. <laughs> so my name is Nick Betzthorne, and I will be doing the unison reading of the Bond of Union. Now, I've had a cold for a week at this point, so please bear with me as I snuffle and cough and hack my way through this. Oh, not yet. I'm still. When I was, I believe, eight, I first started attending People's Church. The very first day that I came to a religious education class, the, I believe it was uh, Nikki Gates was teaching, and we were given goldfish as a snack, and we went outside, and we played some games, and as I was leaving, I thought to myself, man, we got goldfish, we went outside, I mean, the teachers seemed pretty cool, I would be a fool not to come back next week, and so, next week, I came back, and the week after that. And weeks turned into months, and months into years, and before I knew it, I had been attending this church for almost a decade. Now, as Unitarian Universalists, we're not overly concerned with time or numbers. We want to know, well, what does that mean? You've been going to church for a decade, great, but what does that mean? What does it mean to us? Well, for me... Church is not necessarily about religious enlightenment. All of the opinions and conclusions that I've come to about what happens to me after I die, um, whether there's a creator, God, that sort of stuff, I've made those conclusions kind of independent of church. But what church does mean to me is, for me, this, this place is home. I have had something of a difficult life, and it is amazing for me to be able to come to a place whenever my life is difficult, whenever I'm having trials and tribulations, it is great for me to be able to come to this place and have people welcome me in and listen. And not necessarily understand, but just listen. You don't need to understand. Just be kind and empathize. And that's what the people of this church do. It's what they have done for eight long years. Thank you for that. This church is about the connections that I've made to friends, to adults, to tiny humans, and they're all equally important. So I would just want to say thank you for being this place to all of you. Each and every one of you has made this community what it is, my safe space, my home. If we could uh, have the bond of union on the board, please. Earnestly desiring to develop in ourselves and in the world 
honest, reverent thought, faithfulness to our highest conception of right living, the spirit of love and service to all people, and allegiance towards all the interests of morality and religion, as interpreted by the growing thought and purest lives of humanity. We join ourselves together, hoping to help one another in all good things and advance the cause, pure and practical religion in the community. We base our union upon no creed test, but upon the purpose herein expressed and welcome all who wish to join us to help establish truth, righteousness, and love in the world. Thank you. When the not-so-grand Duke Duane outlawed jelly beans, it was a hard week in the kingdom. People had to turn to chocolate to satisfy their cravings for sweets. But they managed to get by without jelly beans somehow. One week later, as threatened, I mean promised, the Grand Duke Duane stepped out onto the balcony to make his next, his next decree. Would it be as far-fetched? Hear ye, hear ye. Today I decree that too many children are being impertinent to their parents. I believe that children are becoming sassy and disrespectful because of the books they read. So I have compiled a short list of books that will be okay. If your book does not have the royal seal of approval, it will not be allowed to be read. He's nuts. <laughs> I'm afraid that doesn't matter, sweetie, until the king and queen return from dragon, Dragonland. His word is law. For now, we need to go home and gather our books together and send them off to the castle for royal approval. But, Mom, what am I supposed to do without my books? They're there, sweetie. And don't forget about the jelly beans. Spirit of love, in these quiet moments, let us remember our power and our determination. It is tempting at times to use our power to protect our own interests, to wall off our hearts, to lift ourselves above others, and so each of us has done at some time with or without awareness. We remember now that by serving one another, we are called to use our power differently, to be agents of love and healing in a hurting world, to bring about justice, to give voice to hope, to summon forth compassion. May we be inspired to do these things, to heal, to help, to bless, and to do so with love. I now invite you to rise in body and or spirit to join in the singing of a change in the program, hymn number 95, there is more love somewhere. This is Anya Barsi. Am I on? Now, this is Anya Barsi. She's going to help lead us uh, in this hymn. And just give me a moment to adjust her mic.
As you recall, the citizens of the royal kingdom were beginning to feel upset because the Grand Duke Duane had outlawed jelly beans and books. A week later, he issued yet another decree, this one more heavy-handed than the others. As always, the Duke puffed up his chest and strutted out onto the castle balcony. <laughs> Hear ye, hear ye. Since I grew up with just one mother and one father, and I turned out so well, I hereby proclaim that this arrangement will work best for everyone. Anyone found with too many of one or not enough shall be thrown into the dungeon. But I have two mothers. Both of you are my moms, and I've turned out great. You can't throw me into the dungeon. I'm afraid technically he can, but we'll never let him take you from us. We'll run away to another kingdom before we'd let that happen, Beatrice. Remember, you jelly beans. <laughs> Throughout the village, everyone shook their heads in shock, murmuring about the lengths to which the Grand Duke Duane had taken his power. While the duke squirreled away in his aunt and uncle's castle, studying important papers and composing his next decree, he seemed oblivious to the people's distress. He was certainly oblivious to their planning. The duke didn't know, for example, that later the evening after dinner, Beatrice had an emergency meeting with her friend Dexter. Like others in the kingdom, they felt outraged about the Grand Duke's most recent decree. Stirred into reflection and action, Beatrice and Dexter made a list. There's Daniel. He has two dads. That's one dad too many compared to the Grand according to the Grand Duke Dweeb. Don't forget about Anesthesia. She still lives with her grandparents. What about Ezra? He has one mom and no dads. The Duke will take him away from his mom for sure. We love all these people. We have to do something to protect them. Soon, Dexter and Beatrice enlisted several other kids who did not have the right parents, according to the Grand Duke Dweeb, I mean, sorry, Duane, and who were in danger of being taken away from their parents. They were determined not to let their friends remain in this danger. The next day, all the children secretly met in the woods with Dexter and Beatrice. Beatrice told them her plan. 
so as the as the children are formulating their plan, I invite you to turn to someone seated next to you and, and discuss what you might do in this situation. What do you think the kids are going to do? What would you do? some really wonderful ideas and as our story unfolds we'll get to see if they're the same wonderful ideas that Beatrice and Dexter had and so we this Sunday we remember the lands across the world where people are denied freedoms like this kingdom we've been hearing about we remember the lands where people are denied basic human rights we remember the countries where justice and freedom have yet to take hold And with these members of the human family in our hearts, we are going to sing This Is My Song. So please rise in spirit or in body and let us sing. This is my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for lands afar and mine. This is my home, the country where my heart is. Here are my hopes, my dreams, my holy shrine, but other hearts in other lands are beating with hopes and dreams as truth and high as mine. day, the Grand Duke again strutted out onto the balcony, eager to make his next proclamation. The people gathered below, ready to meet his royal proclamation with their plan, codenamed Rebellious Resistance to Royal Wrongheaded Righteousness. It has come to my attention that somebody has found a jelly bean under a, under a, the, their sofa cushion and ate it. The jelly bean, not the sofa. When I find out who did this, they will be sorry. It has also come to my attention that there is an unapproved book circulating around the kingdom. 
Anyone found reading Captain Underpants and the Wrath of the Wicked Wedgie Lady will be in great trouble. The Duke's puffery made the kingdom's people even more determined to carry out their plan of rebellion. But what, irritate, oh, but what irritates me most is the fact that there are still people in this kingdom who are not meeting the right parent ratios. Some people, too, some people have more mothers than they need. Some people don't have any parents at all, but instead have a grandmother. Once I find you, I will save you from this evil and throw you in the dungeon. Suddenly, the Grand Duke heard voices rising from the crowd below. Hear ye, hear ye. Henceforth, I proclaim that all pet goldfish must be potty trained. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. I'm very smart, and I believe it's because I eat my favorite sandwich every day for lunch, French onions with grape jelly. I hereby decree that everyone must eat French onions and grape jelly sandwiches at every meal. Hear ye, hear ye. I accidentally swallowed a grasshopper when I was two, and I turned out so well, so I proclaim that all two-year-olds must swallow grasshoppers. Hear ye, hear ye. I proclaim that dogs are not allowed to burp. As these proclamations rained down upon him, the duke began to cringe. A look of uncertainty crossed his face, and he held up a hand. Uh, But was speechless. The silly proclamations continued, and please feel free to come up with your own and heckle the duke. He kind of deserves it. All adults must drink a gallon of vinegar before bed. (laughs) Harry, Harry, you must wear only green clothes from now on. (laughs) Harry, Harry, I proclaim that all houses must be painted purple. (laughs) Harry, Harry, I proclaim that this is the best royal kingdom ever. And I proclaim that when the king and queen return from vacation, they will be very proud of their people. And I proclaim that we must pause our story to receive this morning's offering. You know these royal subjects must be having fun with the Duke's proclamations, but they're doing more than that. They're creatively standing up to unjust decrees and his ruling by fear. It wouldn't have been easy for just one person to do that on his or her own. But the more we join together, the more our power counts. So let us remember that strong is what we make each other. When we pool our creativity, we can overcome obstacles. When we pool our energy, we can make great things happen. And when we pool our resources and share our gifts generously, we change the world. As you know, once a month we send our offering out our doors to do good and important work in our community. And our offering this morning benefits ministry with community. I invite you all to please give as generously as you are able. And I invite Rob Oakleaf to come tell us a little bit about what that money will do. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. So I think this is maybe my fifth or sixth year coming and and speaking, and it's always my favorite congregation to speak to. And I never know what I'm going to say. I come and I sit and I listen to uh, the the theme of the morning and uh, try to come up with a story. And I've got nothing about jelly beans. (laughs) Um, But I did think of a story that involves power and dog poop. So... Many of you know that we have relatively recently moved into our new facility, and uh, it's been such a remarkable experience. Uh, Many people in this room have been involved. Of course, your own Kelly Henderson has played a Herculean role in this effort, and I couldn't have done it without her. It's my annual opportunity to embarrass Kelly in front of her friends and family. And so this has been a big part of our life, our our shared experience. Kelly and I probably spend more time together than we do with our respective spouses. Uh, People ask if we're married, and we say, yes, but not to each other. Um, 
And uh, we're sitting in the new building, and this was, was just, we had only been in for a week or two, and I'm looking out a window, I've got a window in my office, what an enormous luxury, and I see a dog that's off leash, and it's right outside my window, and it takes a crap. And I get so mad, I'm just possessed by this fury, and I'm not really sure where it's coming from, and I get, I, I march down the hallway, literally trembling, the thought goes through my mind, I did not spend the last six years of my life building this building so that your dog could take a crap on my lawn. And I get out there and I find the guy, and he's actually with uh, someone who works with one of our partner agencies, and I'm not a confrontational person at this point, I'm, I'm trembling, and I just say probably more politely than I intended, you know, you'd have to pick up after your dog, we've got to keep this place, you know, this is our shared thing. And... And I went back to my office, and I was, once again, just kind of shaking from this experience. And I started to think about, like, what, what drove me to that? What, what, was, what was this this sense of power and ownership, but how was I using that? And I, I got together with uh, a couple of people that we work with, and I learned more about this guy and, and uh, his particular struggles. First of all, he's not homeless. He takes a lot of pride in the fact that he lives in his truck. And he has a safe place where he parks his truck at night. But that is incredibly important to him. He does not identify as somebody who's homeless because he lives in his truck. He struggles profoundly with alcoholism and mental health issues. And his dog, I'm sorry, this is a little emotional. I feel strongly about dogs. His dog is, is his family. I mean, that is his, his, his partner in life, is his dog. And that's how he defines his world. It's very small, but it's very, very important to him. And it kind of puts that dog crap in perspective. You know, who, how on earth could you care that much about where a dog poops when the whole purpose, our whole purpose, is to have this space, this new space with its doors open to everybody, regardless of who you are, whether you identify as homeless, whether you don't identify as homeless, whether you're struggling with mental health or substance abuse or whatever the case may be, we've got this wonderful space and we can open our doors. And I, I saw him out there a little bit later on and he had a napkin in his hand and he was looking for it. He was totally in the wrong part of the lawn. But... Uh, and it occurred to me, I didn't even, like, I didn't grab a plastic bag. I didn't do anything. I just had this sense of, of, of possession and righteousness that was so misplaced. Um, and so I've been keeping an eye on him, and, and he's struggling, and he's going to continue to struggle, but we're going to do everything that we possibly can. So that's my weird little story that was inspired by your service today. Again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your financial support, and also volunteering is so important. Uh, and, and it's also a great way to get down and see and have a new tour. A tour of the new facility is our volunteer orientations. Like us on Facebook. Find us online. But uh, I love you guys. You're my, you're my favorite church. Don't tell the other churches that. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the conclusion of, of the, the drama this morning. Uh, so again, I just can't thank you enough. And thank you to, I know that some of you young folks are going to be coming down and serving lunch soon. Um, so I hope that you have a, a really positive and meaningful experience. Again, happy holidays. Thanks.
I invite you all to join me in reading our words of thanks for all that sustains us. From the countless gifts we each have been given, gifts of life and love and sustenance, we bring these small portions to share in the works of love which none of us can accomplish alone. Trained goldfish, fried onion and grape jelly sandwiches, two year olds swallowing grasshoppers, and no burping dogs. The silly proclamations had continued, and soon every person in the kingdom was giggling or chuckling. They laughed so hard their sides hurt, and they couldn't stop. Soon everyone was rolling on the ground, giggling and laughing and chuckling, poking at each other and laughing some more. Law. Everyone roared with laughter, except for Grand Duke Dweeb. Silence! Guards, arrest everyone who's laughing off with their heads! But the guards were laughing, too. Off with their heads, off with their noses, send them to bed without any toses. <laughs> this was too much for the Grand Duke. He had never been so humiliated in all of his life. They were laughing at him. And so, with his chest still puffed out as far as he could get it, the Grand Duke Duane strode off the balcony, down the castle stairs, and into his coach. He rode out of the kingdom as fast as he could and was never seen or heard from again, except in his annual holiday card that he sent to his aunt and uncle. Just in case you were wondering, that evening, everyone ate jelly beans for dinner. And except for a few stomach aches that night, they all lived happily ever after. I'd now like to invite our children forward for a conversation. The jelly beans are coming back soon, I promise. Yeah, there's a few that are hidden up here that didn't get put away. So, in our story, the kids stood up for what was not fair by by making fun of the person in charge enough that he stopped being in charge, which is one way to deal with things when they're unfair. And I'm wondering if you can help me think of other things we can do when something isn't fair. Max, what do you have to say? You could move away. What else can you do? You can talk to the person who's in charge and see if they'd be willing to change the rules. That's a good one. What do you do when something's unfair? I can't 
So if you if someone's bothering you, you can just walk away and let them be. What what do you have to say? You deal with it. How do you deal with it? Walking away. What else, Max? Do you have some other ideas? Revolution. Okay, that's another answer. I like it. What else? Anarchy. Anarchy. Okay. What What about you? Oh, that's a good answer. Do something kind to the person who's being unfair, and they might be kind back. It doesn't always work, but it works sometimes. What do you think? Um, maybe if, um, if you leave them alone, they might change the rules. Do we have some other thoughts? Max, more another idea? You can embarrass them until they stop doing the rules. That's kind of what the the kids did in our story, isn't it? And so I just wanted to make sure you guys had a bunch of different ideas for what we can do. And so that's why we paused and talked about it during the service. Because when something is not right, there are a lot of different ways to try to make it right. And it's important to remember that. Beheading? Yeah, it's not really a good option. Yeah. Okay. Meadow, do you have a thought? You were trying to... No. Okay. So thank you all for sharing your ideas. And we are going to sing one more time. And then the service is almost over. And I promise you, there will be so many jelly beans out in the sanctuary. Because I, got an, I estimated how many jelly beans we'd need for about 250 people. And you can see... We'll see how close I got. It was my profound theological thought this week of how many jelly beans you need for that many people. So thank you all. And we are going to sing. And as you sing, you can go back to your seats. And we are almost done. Thank you all for your ideas. So please. I invite you to stand in body or spirit for the singing of our last hymn. This is Meadow Roberts. She's going to help us um, sing us out of church today. Um, She happens to be my daughter. sing one more song, take one more step, go to one more meeting, do all of the things we need to do to make truth, righteousness, and love prevail in all the land. So let us go in peace and go in love.